Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We always begin by personally inviting you to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. There are two services, one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. We have Japanese and Korean translation available during that 11 a.m. service, and that service is also available via live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we'll be back in our series, Can I Really Change?, this time from Romans 7, verses 15 to 25. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Romans uh, 5 through 8 has been our focus on Sunday mornings now for a few months, and we've got a few more uh, uh, messages coming through the end of May and even into the beginning of June. But we're going to be finishing up Romans chapter 7. Uh, the, the last part of the chapter, you might be familiar with it, is Paul talking, uh, giving his personal testimony of some of the struggles that he has, even as one of the greatest heroes of the faith, but struggles that he has when trying to overcome some sin habits. And he says uh, in the middle of this, in uh, Romans chapter 7, uh, verse uh, 19, it says, for the good that I want to do, I don't do. Um, and the evil, which I don't want to do, that's what I do. Uh, I think that is the story of a lot of Christians, and it can be discouraging for us. I'm trying to do the right thing, but it feels like I keep failing. And uh, and I'm discouraged about that. So what does the scripture have to uh, tell me that will give me hope? And that's what we're really finding in this study on how can I, you know, can I really change and what the gospel has to say about what God's desire to make us new from the inside out. So we'd welcome you to join us this Sunday. We're excited about digging back into the word. That's what we try to do here and, and discovering again what God says for us. Well, we're really pleased this week to have a special guest on campus and uh, ministering with us through this weekend, but missionary John Clapp is with us from Palau. So John, welcome. Thank you very much. Good to be here. You're here this time without your wife, Heather, and without your kids, um, because we had you come over and there's some stuff going on with travel and all that in Palau, but um, uh, it's been a couple years. I thought it had not been that long, but last time you were here on Guam, or at least at Harvest, how long ago was that? Uh, February of 2020. Okay. So right before COVID, it was kind of a unique situation. We were able to come and, and be part of the missions conference, and then... Uh, a month later, everything kind of locked down. And so things have changed a lot since we've been here last. Yeah, from our whole world, right? Yeah. I mean, just so many adjustments and maybe some normalcy coming, but things are still challenging here in Guam, and I know they're in Palau as well. Um, many people that are listening will know you, but some do not. Uh, so let's let's back up. Um, John and Heather are uh, missionaries uh, that are sent out of a church in the States, but they're part of our mission family, supported here at Harvest, and are serving uh, on the island of Palau. John, why don't you tell us about your family, first of all, and then I'll ask you some more questions. Sure. Uh, my family is still in Palau right now. I'm just here for a week. Uh, looking forward to get back to the, together with them, but uh, they they send their greetings. Uh, my wife, Heather, uh and my boys, Travis, will be entering his senior year of high school, and Luke will be a sophomore next year in high school. 
Levi is our freshman next year. And then Jackson, he's our five-year-old kindergartner following up the, the tail end. We call him the fishtail in Palau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys got a great family. I want to ask you about them uh, here in a, in a minute. Um, but uh, so you're in Palau. How long have you been there? We've been in Palau for 15 years, actually. Next month will be 15 years since we arrived in Palau. Uh, we came in 2007 and joined the Zimmer family, who arrived in 2006, and when been working in the the, the church there since since that time. Uh, I spend a lot of time with the youth, but also involved in all the other ministries of the church as well. So, tell me how your family got to Palau 15 years ago. Um, you didn't grow up there. You're from the states. Tell me about that story. Yeah, um, we. We had an opportunity, actually. Uh, Guam and Harvest had a big part of how God brought us to Palau. Uh, my wife and I, as newlyweds, came out to Guam, and we worked in the cool school. I don't know if you still call it that. We do, uh, yeah. Right, there yeah. you go. We, we were actually, uh, my wife and I uh, were asked to help lead the cool school in the summer of 2000 and celebrated our first wedding anniversary while we were here in Guam that summer. Yeah, I remember that story. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was really unique. And God used that summer to really kind of draw our hearts to the islands out here in the Western Pacific Ocean. And uh, we met some very key individuals while we were here in Guam, uh, but, but more the Micronesian students that really had an impact on our lives. And we went back from that summer asking God, where do you want us to serve you? And so we prayed that prayer for about three years. I graduated from Bible college in 2003, and God brought us to a family, the Zimmers, John and Jamie Zimmer, who felt God was bringing them to Palau. And I had never even heard of Palau. Uh, I, I started asking questions and getting more information, and we we felt that God might be putting together a team to go out to Palau. And we took a trip in 2004, early 2004. My wife was pregnant with our oldest, Travis. And while we were on that trip, uh, it just God just made it clear to us that really he brought us to this little place in the Western Pacific Ocean that we'd mm. never heard of before. Right. And it was just our job to say yes to what God was already doing. So kind of unique story. I love that question you mentioned just a minute ago where do you want us to serve you, right? Uh, at that time, I mean, was it just a blank slate? Were you twisting a globe around and finding where you'd stick a pin? Or, I mean, what were you thinking at that point? We knew that God was calling us into missions at somewhere. Uh, we just didn't know where. And so we were just, we opened our hearts and we said, God, what is it that you want us to do? And God brought the Zimmers into our life uh, through different circumstances and location where we were at and where he was serving in, in Wisconsin. And here we are. On the other opposite side of the world, literally, uh, been serving there for 15 years now. So, well, just that whole idea of putting our life in God's hands and saying, "Where? How do you want us to serve?" And um, the story then of uh, you know God giving His best to you, even in something that you would never have expected, right? Right, right. I, I, I probably would never have picked Palau, mm -hmm. uh, but yet I am. I am so thankful to call it my home. So, well, you're here this week because you're going to be part of our graduation festivities. Yes. Uh, Harvest Baptist Bible College graduation is Sunday night, and uh, John's going to be our keynote speaker. Um, you have a lot of 
uh, interaction with uh, Harvest Baptist Bible College students, HBBC students, including a number from Palau. Tell us a little bit about the partnership with the ministry there in Palau. Uh, we have we have really enjoyed uh, seeing what God has done and how God has used Harvest Baptist Bible College for our Palauan students. Mm. Man, to be able to to send our our high school graduates to a place that they can grow and and dig deeper into God's word and come back uh, ready to serve in the church. It's it's huge. It's it's a partnership, but it's it's something that we almost I don't want to say depend on, but we we have benefited so much from the ministry here at at Harvest Baptist Bible College. And so I I've just was talking with with a friend of mine this afternoon and just saying how much we appreciate the ministry of Harvest and how it's affected not just Guam, but all of these islands uh, here in the Western Pacific. Well, you use the word partnership, and it really is mutual. Um, our privilege, uh, we've had such great kids come from Palau, and they love God, and and uh, they want to serve Him. Their hearts are open to what He's doing in their own lives, but doing in the world. Yeah. Um, and then I think the ongoing uh, intentional investment that your ministry has had in those students and really all of our students together. But uh, in fact, you know, I think that for you, this is part of the the benefit of being here for gra- your our graduation speaker. But you've got yeah. some graduates from Palau, so yeah. you're able to be there. And then I know you and John Zimmer both want to just be here at different times to try to stay connected to yeah. the students. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. I love being able to be part of the graduation. This is a, this is a big deal for me to be able to speak at at one of our students uh palawan graduating this year uh jesse and i've i'm really uh thankful for how god's used the ministry here in his life and in lives of others um harvest has just had a big impact in the islands and and in the lives of our palawan students that have come through let's talk about your family for a minute you said that you uh when you and heather f- went to visit palau the first time Travis was a baby or she was expecting? She was expecting. Okay. Yeah. Pre-Travis. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your family, and then you were there three years later, four years later? Yep. Three years later, we arrived in okay. Palau. So Travis was just turning three when we got there. And then Luke was not even one years old. And then uh, Levi was born there. Uh, that was a surprise. We we arrived in Palau in June of 2007, and we found out a couple weeks later that we were expecting our third. Mm. And uh, so it's been a unique journey. Um, the the two younger boys, since they were born there in Palau, have uh, Palauan names: Tabasul and Makati. And so they are they are Palauan. All of our boys are Palauan through and through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you were. Uh, as a missionary, you have churches in the states that support you, mm-hmm. as as Harvest does too. And we really feel like we're just partners together with you. Do everything that we can so that you're able to serve, um, hopefully as uh, you know as enabled as possible there. But um, you regularly try to get back, let's say, to the states to sure. visit churches and report. It's kind of an acts yeah. type of deal, right? Yeah. Telling them what God's doing. Um, and uh, so you were you were there. You were there for a little bit of time recently, right? During COVID. I want to ask you, I was kind of leading to COVID and all of that on the, on the island and, and Palau and how that impacts your ministry. Uh, yeah, COVID has definitely made things a little bit more difficult uh, as far as meeting together in person. 
Um, we did go back to the States and we spent a year there visiting our supporting churches and, and trying to reconnect with them as much as we could during COVID. It wasn't ideal. Uh, we, we didn't know what kind of consequences COVID would have on that, but uh, it ended up being a good timing that God had already planned ahead of time. And so uh, we came back. Palau hadn't really been affected by COVID in the fact that it hadn't gone there yet. Uh, they were very careful about the the borders and making sure that COVID stayed out. Uh, but in January of this year, COVID came. And praise the Lord, uh, the the majority of the cases have not been severe. Uh, we we did have about six people that died, and so that's been a that's been a big deal. Um, we we went through a time of about six weeks where we weren't allowed to meet in our normal regular meeting place uh, just because of the the inside and being close contact. And so we we had to be creative. Uh, it's kind of one of the things that the islands are good at. They yeah. they know how to adapt, and Palau did a really good job. And so now we're kind of on the other side of COVID. Um, there's still several cases there in Palau, but uh, we're learning to deal with it. And we're, we're back to worshiping together in person. And we're just thankful that um, it wasn't worse than what it was in many other parts of the world. Uh, we've just heard stories of how ministries and churches are still being affected by that. That's right. Um, tell me about the church. Uh, OBBC. Yes, OBBC. That is uh, short for Omukulela Biblia Rabelau Church. Uh, that is uh, the Palauan name. It means anchored to the Bible, anchored to the Bible church. Um, the Zimmers. So there, this wasn't a church before you and uh, John, your families were went to yeah. start a church, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really began as a small Bible study underneath a mango tree and grew into uh, little by little, a Bible study that turned into more of a regular meeting. And then just as people began to understand God's truth and then trust Christ as their Savior, uh, they got to the point where they said, we need we need to make a church here. This is a church. This is a group of people that believe in, in God and in, in following the Bible. This is a church. And so they came up with the name, Omukulela Biblia, and little by little, it's grown. We we met in a small summer house for several years, but it became obvious about five years ago that that was not going to be the long-term solution. And so we began praying for a place to meet, uh, praying for land, and yet God hasn't provided that yet. We have been, what I would say, the most mobile church that I've ever been a part of. Um, we, we, we changed locations to Palau Community College. We've been meeting first of all, in their cafeteria. And then due to some renovations in the cafeteria, we moved to the assembly hall. And then due to COVID, we were asked to find a different location for about six weeks. And then we're now we're back in the cafeteria. And so God's brought us kind of full circle now. We've, we've, it's not our building, but God's allowed us to use that to meet together. I was bringing actually Jesse's younger brother to, uh, I picked him up on Sunday morning and was bringing him to the church and, and I told him where we were going to be meeting. And I said, you know, it's not ideal, but, uh, and he looked at me and he said, John, as long as we're together, that's what's important. Mm, and I yeah. thought, wow, this guy, he's, he's only 12 years old and he gets it. He gets that the church is not a building. It's the people. And it really has been a growing experience for us, uh, not not numerically necessarily, but growing in the fact that this is the church, the people. 
And the investment that we're making is not in a building, it's in the people. And that's really helped our church grow in, in their trust and in their walk with God. We've talked about this before, but that's actually, I mean, that, that understanding of your people, just the theology of what the church is. For most people, I think, maybe here on island and maybe in a lot of places, the church is a building. Mm-hmm. That's the place. That's where you know we might go or we see it. But you know, we've we've said around here, and God's blessed us, you know, fantastically with facilities and a beautiful place where we can worship and and do Bible studies and all that stuff. But really, Harvest is not this location. It's not this campus. And if God were to take all this away, right? Yeah. Just like you said, we can meet under the mango tree. Yeah. We we can meet someplace else. I mean, it might be a big mango tree right now. <laughs> but it really that is the church. The church is the people, yes. right? Yes. And it's it's so true, and our church does understand that. And we, we continue to pray for land. Uh, we would love— There's it. some convenience to that, right, yeah. for people to yeah, kind of, of identify a place. Yeah, of course, yep. we understand that. And so we're not giving up on, on finding a place to build a permanent building someday, but God has not answered our prayer in that way yet. Uh, we know that he's got a plan for the church, but we are just faithfully serving and following him uh, at this time and waiting for him to answer that prayer in, in his timing. So we are, um, I think one of the things you've been asking me about is our training center. Yeah. So Harvest has had a huge impact, again, in the ministry there in Palau. But this year, they gave very, very generously to a project that we are hoping to turn into what we're, we're looking at. We're calling a, a training center for our HBBC returning students, where we've got young men who are graduating from Bible college, and they're coming back to Palau to serve in the church uh, a lot of times these guys will end up going back to their own homes, their families, and just getting pulled down by, by all kinds of things. And we thought, what if we provided them a place where they could go and they could get away from all the distractions, all the temptations, and they could really focus on their walk with God and really begin to serve in the church without some of those weights that could easily pull them down? And so that's what Harvest gave towards, and we are looking right now for different places. Uh, We had a place all picked out that we thought was going to work, and it still may, uh, but God is, is, it might be different than what we originally planned. Mm -hmm. And so God's going to have to do it. We know that. We knew that from the beginning. And so we, we give our plans to God with open hands and say, God, take our plans and use them for your glory. And so right now we are, we are currently exploring op- uh, opportunities and options as far as putting in this building, um, it, it, it really could see some huge long-term impacts there in Palau for our future pastors of the church. It's so rewarding for us to, to hear about that. Uh, this project was connected with our harvest offering, which we do uh, around Thanksgiving, just before Thanksgiving each year, and try to get a project or a couple projects that might be have a significant impact. And this year, we've only done this two years. Both years, this has happened this year in particular. We, we set a goal for two projects, and our people just, I think, moved by God, just gave yeah. above and beyond what mm-hmm. we any of us expected. And yeah. Um, yeah, we can't wait to see the building going up. But even just to hear about you know your burden and the passion that the church has, we um, just it's super rewarding for us to be able to see what God's going to do and hopefully how He multiplies the ministry. You know, right. you right. know, in that way, definitely a lot of potential in in this project and in long term uh, seeing what uh, the church will benefit from in this. 
being able to have a place for their pastors to, to live, um, being able to have a place where they can go to, to study God's word and, and really um, see what God could do with those, those young men that are coming back trained and, and ready to serve. John, you guys in your church have had a really clear vision for outreach and discipleship, and God has used that to build his church, right? People yeah. coming to Christ um, and uh, and then really intentional discipleship. Would you just talk us through some of the burdens you have about that? About discipleship? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we focus on that. That is... Uh, when someone comes to know Christ as their Savior, uh, that is the first thing that we we take very seriously. Discipleship is is something that we we focus in on. We 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 want people to know that there's more to this life than what is in front of them. Uh, God's perspective is eternal, and that's one of the things that we just talked about this last week at our church and how we view the world compared to the way God does. And it really needs to have an eternal perspective. Um, we've been, uh, we've got a youth program that we've heavily invested in. Uh, we also have different outreaches throughout the year. Uh, we have an Island Jams basketball tournament coming up uh, in the summer that we've done for several years now. And we've, got, we've seen God use that, uh, this basketball outreach into the community um, to bring many, many people to Christ. Well, several of the students that we have here training for pastor, their testimony is directly connected with basketball jams. Yeah, or yeah Island Jams. It's, Island Jams, uh, yeah. It's a really unique opportunity. Uh, the kids, they love sports, and the younger kids especially. But we've seen uh, every year as we present the gospel, uh, share the truth of what Jesus Christ has done for for these kids. Um, we've seen kids trust Christ as their Savior, and then join the youth, and then become part of the church, and then follow Him here to Harvest and into HPBC, and then come back to to Palau. And so, not just the young people, but their their families see the difference that that Christ has made in their life, and then they join them in coming to the church. We've seen families that have completely changed course because of of this basketball three-on-three basketball tournament that we we host every year so it's really unique it's an opportunity and harvest has given towards that this year and is it'll be a huge benefit uh to have that uh this year for that tournament tell me about um you know anything additional that you'd say are burdens for the church sort of the foundations for the church or anything current that you say hey we're really thinking about this as we look to the future yeah um i was just talking about that the this morning where our church is in a bit of a transition right now uh it sounds like harvest has gone through some transitions this year with different staff members and and new ones coming in and replacing and we're we're at a similar position right now at OBBC. Um, we have a, our long-term missionary, John Zimmer, who is instrumental and key in, in helping start this church, uh, is transitioning to Indonesia. And so our church is at a kind of a critical stage right now where we're, we've, we've relied on his leadership and, and his, um, his abilities for years. And now with him and his family um, kind of migrating, not completely leaving, but yet um, kind of refocusing towards Indonesia, um, the church has had to step up and fill in some of those gaps. And it's been really fun to see um, men and women who have kind of taken a back seat and felt like they really don't have a part 
really, really realize that God is going to use them in mm-hmm. the ministry. So it is, that's something that uh, we'll be dealing with and, and I don't want to say struggling with, but really just watching God do the work that he's called them to do uh, in the church there in Palau. Some of that struggle, maybe we'd use the word stretch. Yes. Some of that stretch is exactly what God needs to do in order for his people to step into roles. I know that you saw that as you were gone, both you and John were gone. Yes. You know, that uh, some leadership had to step into roles and find out they could do it with God's help. So. Well, I know the challenges for you guys uh, in that transition, but we know God's big enough and we're excited for the church as you keep stepping through those doors in obedience to him. John, we're so glad that you're here. We love your family. (laughs) Um, We love the work that God's doing in Palau. We love the students that we're both connected with. And we're looking forward to uh, having you challenge our students, particularly our graduates on Sunday, and just get connected again. So thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we always want to personally invite you again to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. Two services, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We have Japanese and Korean translation available during that 11 a.m. service. And that service is also available via live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Now this week, we're back in our series, Can I Really Change? And this time we'll be in Romans 7, verses 15 to 25. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time. Harvest Time.